I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. People come together and both of their wounds create this kind of matching wound and that thing that wound is the thing that they need to heal the wound it's weird it's like the other person's wound is kind of the thing that like heals the full wound when those two souls meet, there's like so much energy that's also like a purification, I think. When I met Trevor, like I met my teacher, I met my husband, and then all of a sudden I was stripped to almost nothing and faced an experience of being really close to death. And it was just this massive, you know, turning point, I think, in my life. And I call it like the karmic explosion, really. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel, and oh, I can't believe this interview took place. I had been intending on reaching out to Trevor Hall for a part two for a while, and for whatever reason, it just kept coming up to invite his wife. <laughs> Why not? Emery, Emery Hall as well. So I did, and I felt so honored that they were happy to. And oh, just, just wait, just, just wait. Trevor, oh, you know, he's my favorite musician, Trevor Hall. Um, he, he story tells, well, their story so well. I was, I was seriously at the edge of my seat listening. And Emery too is such a captivating storyteller as she refers to their love story as 
a karmic explosion. <laughs> you'll hear it. You'll you'll just just wait. Just wait. I believe the intensity that they had experienced. I noticed that it does often happen when two powerful soulmates finally engage and it's like a force of what seems to be a storm but then actually turns out to be a gift in disguise but they do have to persevere through so many challenges and it's so beyond inspiring and I am itching for that type of love story. Anyways, so for those who are just not familiar with the couple, well, one, this is their very first interview together, I guess. Well, on a podcast or maybe in general. I don't know, but they told me it's their first. I was like, what? They had no idea what to expect. To be honest, I didn't really know what to expect either. We just kind of went with the flow. And though, of course, I had some questions in mind, but we just let it go organically and it was so beautiful. And for those of you who do not know who Trevor Hall is, well, he is not only one of my favorite musicians, but has also been on this podcast before, and you can learn so much about him on that episode. It was episode 11 back in November of 2017. So if you haven't already, I highly, highly, highly recommend that episode for anyone that is not only interested in his soulful, folky music, but also he talks about the healing power of writing and how he found the courage to create his own space in the music industry, which is quite challenging, and his his Saturn return journey, which I'm going through right now, and also Emery is too, and being an introvert, and the story behind his latest album, The Fruitful Darkness, and his all-around gorgeous wife, Emery Hall. She is so talented, guys. She is so talented. You need to look at her Instagram. I believe it's at Emery Hall. Wait. Emery Hall. Oh, at Emery Hall. So her Instagram is at Emery Hall. Not only does she tour with Trevor, I believe she's his creative director. She's doing her own thing too. She has such an eye for capturing vibrant photos that tell stories of different cultures and the people of those cultures and the traditions around the world, especially Nepal. Nepal is her place. We talk about why they're both drawn to Nepal, especially Emery. In fact, she's even writing a book about Nepal and her own experiences there. And she is indeed young at the age of 28, but she is a very, very wise soul. So yeah, we're the same age and she's also going through her Saturn return and we talk a bit about that and how she's been handling it and Trevor observing this journey of hers. So buckle up, this episode will inspire you to travel and expand your artistic side and make you want to fall in love with pure intent and learn to consciously communicate and persevere through all of love's challenges and the power of commitment and just remind you that we're all just human. Your partner is just human too and we're all in this experience together just learning each day as our journeys unfold. What was very interesting was listening to them try to balance their artistic focus and love, especially when they're on the road together. It's it's a it's an episode, guys. It's it's an episode. It's an episode to remember, indeed. 
So also, oh, quick update, Tribe, this is something that I'm really excited about since we hit 1 million downloads in less than a year. What? Which, by the way, obviously, thank you, because that wouldn't happen without you. You guys are the main promoters of your own magic, which is amazing. And so I'm forever grateful and I want to hear your voice on the podcast. So I posted in the Facebook group that I want to round up some of your voices for the one year episode or sometime in that week. I might do two. We'll see how it plays out. But I'm going to post it the third week of October to hear two things. One how this podcast may have inspired you or may have impacted your life in some way. And two, the question I ask all the guests, and so I want to hear from you, how would you advise the Your Own Magic listeners to create their own magic? So it's just, it's time to hear from you, I think, guys. It is time for your voice to be on the podcast. Just keep your podcast link to a maximum of 3 minutes and 33 seconds just to be mindful of others. And you can send the voice via an mp3 or a WAV file. And if you're not sure, honestly, most voice recorders on phones will just deliver an mp3. So don't worry too much about the format. I'm sure you can just record it on your phone or your computer and email it over to hello at yourownmagic.life. And I'm collecting them until October 10th, 2018. We're in 2018, by the way, for the listeners of the future. I'll leave the instructions in the show notes for you or go check out the Facebook posts whatever floats your boat. And also, for all the yomis that are dedicated to personal growth and self-expansion, which I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. Well, if you haven't dipped your toes into Skillshare yet, it is time. It is time, guys. I challenge you for the next two months to try Skillshare for a small pocket price of just 99 cents. And if you don't know what Skillshare is, it's an online platform with over 20,000 brilliant courses covering a range of useful and practical subjects for this day and age, like creative courses, like illustration or business courses, like entrepreneurship and tech courses and culinary courses and health and wellness courses, just to name a few. So Skillshare is gifting you two months for 99 cents when you use our special link, skillshare.com forward slash magic. So take a peek. That's skillshare.com forward slash magic to start your two months today. Also, oh, duh, short and sweet Yomi review of the week. Shout out to B. Elizabeth and her five-star review. She writes, I've learned so much from this podcast. I can literally feel their energy just radiating through their words. I feel so connected. 10 out of 10. This podcast is a must. Ah, thank you, Elizabeth. It means so much. I don't know if I read this reviewer before, so I wanted to put it on. And if you also want to be a Yummy Review of the Week, send one in. I love to hear from you. And don't forget to also send me a screenshot to hello at yourownmagic.life so I can gift you a free guided meditation and submit you for the next round of Hum Giveaway which is about $150 worth of hum products. Not a bad deal, wherever you're at on Mama Earth. All right, it is time to let the magic begin with Emery and Trevor Hall. There's a way, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way. There's a way, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way, there's a way. Always, always 
looking forward to seeing where this conversation flows because you both have so much to offer. I, I guess so. Stoke I don't know. Chat. <laughs> Where are you right now in Mama Earth? We just got back to our house from being gone for like a month and a half. Wow. In Nepal? Yeah, yeah we were in Nepal and then I, I left Nepal and came back to go on tour. I went straight on tour and, and Emery stayed another couple of weeks and then she met me on tour. That's amazing that you two travel together so often, but you both seem to find your feet planted in Nepal all the time, especially you, Emery. It seems that a lot of your work just lives in Nepal because the way you capture it is so beautiful. So for both of you, I have one big question. (laughs) Why Nepal? That's so funny. Um, I, I first went there in 2010, so like eight years ago. And I had like my eyes set on India, actually, um, Mm -hmm. largely because of like Trevor's music. I was listening to it and was just really inspired to go and studied it um, just on my own outside of school. And, you know, I I ended up going to a study abroad program that um, I was looking at their program in India um, and got on the call with the the founder of the program. And he was like, do you want to be in the city or do you want to be in the mountains? And I was like, well, the mountains have my heart. And he was like, I think you should go to (laughs) Nepal. And at that point I hadn't even, I like knew nothing about Nepal. And I ended up flying over there for um, three months studying and flew home after the semester for the holidays and then hopped on a plane right back and ended up living there for a year and have just like not stopped going back. So it was kind of just a one phone call that kind of turned, I guess, the course of my river to Nepal. And ever since then, it's, I literally feel more Nepali than I do American. It's a very strange (laughs) feeling. You are pretty much. Yeah, it's home. It was meant to be. Yeah. Look what you're doing for them and what they've done for you. Yeah, totally. It's pretty much like the centerpiece or the heart of all of my work. Like it all comes from Nepal and goes back to Nepal. Hmm, that's so beautiful. And you both seem to immerse yourselves in these cultures whenever you're there. You don't just go to visit, you actually immerse yourselves. And like you said, you feel more Nepali now than you do American. So what is the difference between traveling just to visit and why you both intend to travel? Let me take this one. As you like. (laughs) I feel like both of us are like, uh, we're very intense people and we don't really want any like, I don't know. If we're going to do something, we want to go like all in and we don't want any type of like shallow, like surface level type, stuff you know and um i think that's one of the reasons that that um i think we love each other so much is that both of us we we love experiencing different cultures but but really like you know trying to go deep within them and not and understand them um not so much understand them but just like live them and and explore how others live and you know that type of thing and I think that um that's one of the things that's why we have such a strong bond I think when we travel and stuff and and luckily we were both influenced by the same culture 
you know, that's, that's very much influenced our lives and how we see the world and how we perceive things. And, um, it's, yeah, I think just to answer your question, we don't really, we want the truth, you know, we're truth seekers and we want to, if we're going to experience something, we want to experience it in its fullness, not just a part of it or a piece of it. Um, we want to see the whole thing, you know, and feel the whole thing. That's one reason why you both are the artists that you are. You both have so much to offer the world. It floors me like Emery, your lens of this world in your photography and your writing, you just inspire so much. You stain your footprint in different places and you just immerse yourself and you inspire us to immerse ourselves. And then Trevor, it's no secret. You know how in love I am with your music. Ali is with your music. You have alchemized our souls, the souls of the world through your music and your divine wisdom. And you both, oh, together, it's just a force. Well, you inspire us. You both inspire us to love. And it's just crystal clear how real your love is. I can hear it in your voice right now. So it really gives me hope that true love really does exist because I haven't seen it physically in my own personal life many times. And, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, your, your love story, what is, I want to hear the defining moment when you realized you found your person, your whole love story, where it all began, well, where it began in this lifetime, at least, because I'm pretty sure you guys have been lovers in the past or something, but um I'm all ears. I want to hear it. This is quite the story. It's a, I feel like it's Travis, a long story. It could take a while. That's fine. I think that that's just why you guys are on together. You know, it's so um, different. So it kind of started. Um, I actually knew Emery's family before I knew her um, because we were we were at our shows and on on tour. We were raising money for our ashram in India, because our Guruji in India, he takes care of orphan children, you know. So we would we would just very like humbly like raise money at our shows or whatever and send the money over to him so he could take care of the kids, you know, because he's a monk. He doesn't have any job or anything like this. So the only income he receives is from donations, you know. So I met Emery's mom um, at a show and they were very passionate about supporting the kids as well. So I actually, uh, stayed in contact with her because she was, you know, sending needed information on where to send checks or money. And we kind of, you know, had that relationship, I guess, through email and stuff like this. And then one year I was in India and or while we were in the States or something at a show, you know, she was like, oh, you know, my daughter, she's traveling, you know, all around. It'd be really cool one time if she could come to the ashram, you know. And I thought, yeah, of course you can come to the ashram. But I never in a million years thought that she would actually come to the ashram just because it's not really on like the tourist path in India. It's kind of hard to get to. And India's huge, you know, so... Yeah. So I didn't, I d didn't really take her seriously. I just was being polite, you know. <laughs> let <laughs> so, alone not only her not go to the ashram, but let alone be your soulmate. You know. <laughs> I know exactly. It gets better. So um, I get more. I get stupider as the story goes on. I love so, it. <laughs> so then, um, 
we I was in India and her mom wrote and said, Oh, my daughter is is in India, she's going to be in India. You know, can <laughs> can I give her can I give her your email and and sh- to see if she could come to the ashram? Am I right so far? Yeah, uh, pretty of. much. Okay. <laughs> so I said I said, yes, of course, you know, whatever like this. So um Emery writes me and number one, I didn't think that she would actually write me, you know, so I get the email and and it's, you know, hey, I'm, you know, so-and-so's daughter and, um, you know, very sweet email. I'd, I'd love to come to the ashram and all this stuff and um, let me know, you know, if it's possible, pretty much. And I was like a little nervous just because nobody has ever come to the ashram, like outside, you know, oh. through, through um, the music or whatever. And the ashram's like a really like number one. It's a really raw place. Like it's it's very rough to stay and 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 be and whatever. Um, it's not very com- physically comfortable, you know. No. And yeah. number two, I also like India was like my kind of my place to like disappear, you know. Like just I didn't want to deal with anybody or anything, you know. So when I got the email, I I didn't. I was like, oh man, like. I don't know who this person is, you know, what happens if she comes and it's, it's not cool and like blah, blah, blah. And so I was really in my head, you know, so being a stupid boy that I am, I didn't reply to the email. I just left it. (laughs) I don't know. So, so I just ignored it. And, and then a couple weeks later, um, Emery emailed me again yeah. And she said, Hey, I, you know, I don't know if you got my first email, you know, but oh. I'm, she's, she kind of said the same thing, but she said, I'm in, um, I don't know where the ashram is, but I'm in Benares. Yeah. I Varna. was actually in India at the time. The first time I wrote you, I wasn't even in India. But you yet. weren't in I Benares. Was in Thailand. Yeah. Right. Oh, you weren't even in India. No. And oh, then okay. I wrote you months later. When yeah. yeah. Okay. India. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So then she wrote and she said, I'm in Benares. Yes. Yeah. Right. And Varanasi, which is only three hour, two hour bus ride from the ashram. From the ashram. So I thought, oh, this is this is kind of, you know, this is coincidental, you know, because India is so big yeah. and she's so close. So I, I asked, I said, well, if Guruji says it's OK, then mm-hmm. it must be OK. You know, so I went to Guruji and I said, hey, Guruji, um, this this girl um, and her family have been very generous to the ashram and she's in India is it is it possible she can come and visit right and he said absolutely of course she can come you know wow. so I thought okay so I thought it's all good you know so I wrote her and said yeah you can come and I said uh I said that was it Guruji's birth or Bodo Guruji's birthday or was it I think it, it was Makar Sakranti yeah. oh I think it yeah sorry it was it was Makar Sakranti which is a, a holy day at that time and um because it's our guru's guru's birthday so they have a big celebration in the ashram so lots of people come and they feed like hundreds and thousands of people and i thought if you're gonna come i just want to warn you like it's gonna be kind of crazy you know because 
there's going to be lots of people like this, whatever. Mm -hmm. So long story short, she comes to the ashram and it was completely natural. You know, all of my like uh, reservations, I guess, or nervousness, it was, there was nothing, you know, she slipped in so easily. Um, Guruji really took to her immediately, which he doesn't do with everybody. You know, he was immediately calling her his daughter and Wow. all this stuff and I was like whoa like she really like slipped in like the kids spoke Nepali the kids too. a lot of the kids spoke Nepali too because they're from Assam and so she was speaking Nepali with all the kids and I was just like oh this is good but there wasn't really any type like romantic I think thoughts because India you know you're in India and you're just surviving you're just surviving <laughs> yeah and and I was just trying to be a good host you know and make sure that she was okay. So she stayed for a couple days and then she left and she went back to Benares. And I didn't hear from her after that. So I was a little worried. I was worried like, hey, I, I hope she got back okay. Like, you know, I hope she liked it, you know, like I'm kind of like this, you know. Don't lie, she's just also on your mind. A yeah, yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, it was on my mind. And then, uh, and then, either Phil, one of our friends, or your mum wrote me. I think Phil. I think did. Phil wrote me. Yeah. Phil wrote me a friend of ours, mutual friend, and he said, "Hey, I hope India's going good." I was still there, mm-hmm. and he said, "Did you hear what happened to Emery?" <gasps> and I was like, "What? Like, oh my God, what happened?" Did your heart and he, see? Yeah, it really did. And he said she got very, very sick after she left your ashram and she had to be medevaced, like evacuated out of India. Yeah, she almost died. I'll let her tell that part. But I, I, I was freaking out because I thought, oh, my God, she got sick at our ashram and it's my responsibility and I feel horrible and guilty and all this stuff. So, but it was kind of, a, for me, it was a blessing in disguise because I, I, I kept in close contact with her mom, you know, checking in on her. Is she okay? I'm, you know, how did she get sick and blah, 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 blah. And I'll let you kind of take it from there, from wow. that part. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I always laugh that like in a 72 hour period, I like met the man who would become my husband. And I also met like the teacher who would become my guru. And I almost died all in like 72 hours, which is just crazy. I think, I think that like when you meet your person, it's like, you know, wires crossing and there's like a, a spark or something that happens. And yeah, I, I think I call it like the fire of like, transformation or the fire of experience because it's like when those two souls meet there's like so much energy that's also like a purification I think and like when I met Trevor like I met my teacher I met my husband and then all of a sudden I was stripped to almost nothing and faced an experience of being really close to death and it was just this massive you know, turning point, I think, in my life. And I call it like the karmic, like explosion, really. Um, oh, it is. Which was crazy. Yeah. So I was really, I was not well after, for a while after that. But um, Trev and I kept in contact. And 
Um, I, I guess we were just like, he Facebook stalked me. Yeah, I definitely yeah, Facebook he, stalked he did, me. I yeah. got back. I got. I yeah. got back. I got back, and I was thinking about her because you know she was sick, and then I started checking her Facebook, and I was like, "Oh man, this girl's really cool," you know, <laughs> shit, you know. <laughs> and um, I remember, um, well, it was interesting because I was also not well. Yeah, you were right? not well. So yeah. I was going to India like for like seven, eight years every year. And I was not well. And um, I was playing a, actually, yeah, this is when it really started coming together. When you confessed your love to me. No, no, to your mom. (laughs) Oh, yeah. To your mom, Yeah. yeah. So her parents threw a benefit concert after India. They threw a benefit concert at um, their home in Vermont uh, to raise money for the hurricane. Uh, I forget which hurricane that was. I but, what that was um, and I remember, and we played the concert. And I remember when, before we went, I was like, I was really nervous for some reason. And my tummy was like all messed up. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I so nervous? And like, <laughs> Blah, 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 blah. And then I thought, man, something must be like going on here if I'm like this nervous or whatever. Oh. And then I remember we, we went to their the their home and we stayed for a few days. And I was just like, oh, man, this girl is like so beautiful. And um, I just at that point I knew like I was like, this isn't. Because I hadn't because I was living in the ashram before that I, I for like. I don't know, oh, seven, seven years. years. Like I hadn't really, yeah. um, I hadn't had any relationship with anybody, <laughs> you know? And so I knew that these feelings were like really strong and pure and true, you know? Yeah. And um, so I kind of told her mom, um, I said, you know, I really like your daughter, you know? <laughs> over a game <laughs> over of backgammon. Over a game of backgammon. We were playing backgammon. And her mom was so sweet. Her mom wasn't like, you know, oh, you should go for it, all this, you know, whatever. She was just like, oh, well, that's nice. And you should, you know, if you feel open, you should tell her, you know, like it was very, very sweet. Um, But I didn't tell her that weekend. I was too nervous and shy and scared. But um, what happened was because is this too long of a story? Yeah, I know. Keep going, keep going. I'm at the edge of my seat. Don't stop. We're almost done. We're almost done. I don't care. Keep it going as long as you want. We've never told this story on like, like yeah. yeah. This so, is the exclusive. This is the exclusive. Yeah. So, um, so, so I was so sick uh, when I came to Vermont. My tummy was really bad and all this stuff. And um, when I left Vermont, a little time went by. Again, nothing happened. Um, and we were touring again in the Northeast. And her mom and Emery came to a show in New York City. And I was really not doing well at that point. I was just very sick. I was very tired from touring. And um, they came backstage and they said, Emery's mom said, you know, you should go see this doctor that Emery saw when she was very sick from India that pretty much saved her life. And he was in New York City. And I said, oh, well, how am I going to do that? You know, it's not, you know, we're on tour and I have to. 
And she said, well, after your tour, you should just stay at our house and you can go into the city and, and see him. So I, I was like, wow, okay, like that's a possibility, you know. So I ended up, we had like a few more dates, like two or three more dates. And um, when the tour was over, I went to their home outside of New York City and stayed with them. And I was only supposed to stay for like two or three days, you know. And uh, we went and saw the doctor and I, it turns out that I had some like stomach bugs from India and he treated me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was supposed to leave, but I ended up changing my plane ticket like two, twice, twice <laughs> oh my and, God. and stayed at their home for like a week and a half. Yeah. And that's wow. when, that's when, you know, we were like falling in, falling love. in love, I guess. Um, yeah. And it all happened very quickly, you know, like that was that, that, was, in the that was in the beginning of the summer and we we just kept in touch um, and saw each other when we could that year. And then like that winter, we went back. She took me to Nepal and um, from Nepal, we went to India and I proposed at the ashram. So it's pretty fast. We kind of skipped the wow. whole dating thing and everything like that. <laughs> of course, you're get, well. You guys are far from the typical relationship, which is why, yeah. of yeah, course, it wouldn't happen normally. Yeah. yeah. And we found out after the whole thing oh, that yeah. we Jeez. were born in the same hospital, and our no. grandparents knew each other. Yeah, our grandparents what? were like friends. Yeah, just so weird. We were. How did you find this out? It was, it, it kept happening and we were, we told our family, like, let's stop looking into this because I don't want to find out that like, we're like cousins or like brother and sister or something, you know? But Every, our families our families good, like, Connecticut roots. Yeah, they have like Connecticut roots. Like my family <laughs> is from Connecticut pretty much. And, oh um, they just, yeah, they knew each other, and we were both born in Greenwich. It was pretty weird. Yeah, it's trippy. Wow. It's trippy, but at the same time, it's like, are you really surprised? Yeah. No. Are you really I surprised? I know. It's, it's pretty nuts. It's I pretty so nuts. called this story in. I wanted to hear something. <laughs> <laughs> and at first, when you started, I was thinking like, oh, cute. They met in India at an ashram and I was like oh dear spirit guides I'd love to manifest a story like this and then, that was what was going on in my mind when you were saying that and then, and then the thunderstorm about you getting super sick I was like no. yeah but of yeah. course but at the same time at the same time I noticed that so many love stories especially very spiritual soulful love stories when they meet their beloved something horrific happens and you call it this karmic explosion. That's yeah. brilliant terminology for it because that is so, I've honestly seen that in so many love stories yeah. where you can just tell these people, you know, they were planted here on this earth to create something together. Yeah. It's yeah. So I mean, it definitely like, that's the story, you know, but it was a extremely difficult time um, mm -hmm. in both our lives. For I sure. mean, um, I was very, very sick. She was very, very sick. Mm -hmm. um, I took a year off from making music and touring, and I didn't know like when I was going to go back. I was just very burnt out. Wow. Um, she was trying to finish school, being in the state that she was in. Yeah. 
And, and we were trying to like figure out how to do us, you know, because we were, um, you know, we were both so independent and both travelers and, um, it wasn't all rainbows and, you know, butterflies. There was a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work. And, um, that's one of the things that I think both of us are also passionate about in the sense, in, in the sense of, um, you know, with social media these days and like, you know, all this stuff, you know, everybody's lives look so glamorous and, and everybody's cool and okay and whatever. Um, and I feel like as, as people and the youth, you know, they look at this and they think, Oh, I have to, my life, that's a normal life. You know, I have to be like that. I'm not supposed to have any problems or anything like this. And I think it's important for people to show both sides of the coin be real. and be real. <laughs> and, and, um, that it was a it was it was a very very difficult time for us um despite us getting engaged and getting married um i think both of us were very confused with a lot of different things yeah i think when you meet that person it's like the they're like the mirror and mm. they show you parts of yourself that you can just otherwise ignore when you're kind of walking your own path and solo and alone and there's so much that that other person comes into your life to like teach you. And those lessons are not necessarily easy, but that's where like the relationship is that fire of transformation because it brings you closer to the self or to the one or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. But that like getting there is often like, I think a painful process. It's the fruitful darkness. I think you got the term the best, but Mm -hmm. it's walking through the fire to get to a pure state. Um, And yeah, I think when we met, like even when we were married, I think that was one of the hardest times of my life and your life. And yeah, it is important to be transparent about that because it's not easy and it's work every day. It still is work every day, but you know, you're just committed to walking it together. And that's, that's really the foundation of you know, how we walk forward. Right. Really. Right. And that's what makes it all the more beautiful. You didn't run. You didn't turn away when times got hard. And when you even first just barely got to know each other, most people, it would be a lot easier when you're not completely, totally emotionally connected, though you guys, you both are more in tune. And you said that you lived in the ashram for seven years. So you were, Trevor, were not tainted by society. So you said that your feelings were pure and true which also made me just raise my standards. I love that. that you're feeling good. <laughs> um, but you didn't run. You just, you knew even though it was so rough and tough. And that's honestly why this, you somehow figured out a way to make it work. And I love that you said that it was like looking into, it is like a mirror. They're reflecting another part of your soul, of yourself that you could easily just turn from, but you decide to really get to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. It's important. What are your signs? What does this mean for your compatibility? Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> well, you know, I think that there's a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I don't think like our signs are actually like that compatible, but but your souls thing, are. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I don't like to like look at like 
the compatibility, you know, like signs like, oh, this this person can't be with this person. I just don't think that that's true. No, astrologycafe.com is always right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, heart, uh, the heart rules all, you know, but um, yeah. it's been really interesting, though, studying astrology and learning how we both. Oh, it's been so, we've, yeah, we've, it's been we've like developed crazy. a whole new language of like how to like communicate about our relationship. Yeah. Like astrology has definitely <laughs> given, us, given yeah, us a language. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a Sag. So he's like Mr. You're fire and water. Pretty yeah. Much. I'm all, yeah. I'm, I'm all, <clears throat> I'm a Sagittarius, but I have five planets in water. So I'm, I'm pretty hot and cold. Like I'm either like yeah, let's go out and like, it'll be fun. And I can't, I'm having some, and then, you know, the next moment I'm like, nobody talked to me. I'm in my room. Like I'm in a Trevor hole. I'm in a Trevor hole. She calls it a Trevor hole. (laughs) (laughs) She's, um, I'm a cancer. She's a cancer, but Mm. she, she, I don't have any earth and she has three planets in earth. I think four Four planets in earth. Wow. And she doesn't have any fire. And I have three planets in fire. He definitely invokes my fire. And yeah. I think I invoke your earth. Which means I, I, I definitely piss her off. No, no, that. That. <laughs> no, but, no, but more in like a creative sense, I think really yeah. is like the purpose of your fire for me yeah. is like he, where I could just be the Cancerian, you know, woman in my shell. Like he like brings me out and has really been, you know, instrumental in, in, uh, helping me put my work out into the world. Like that to me is fire. It's like the creative fire. Like you make me feel comfortable in it yeah, and allow it to come out yeah, or support it and coming out. There's a lot of water in, there's, there's in our relationship. Water, yeah. We're both very so. emotional and intense. Well, we both just have, I have five planets in water. I think she has four, four. planets in water. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a lot of emotion, a lot of um, feeling, a lot of, um, intuitiveness, um, like nothing goes unnoticed. Like even the subtleties, like we're both like our little like spidey senses. Like we read into things a little too much. Yeah, so we so. need to just you know <laughs> chill out. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you call each other out in those moments? Yeah, um, I think we've gotten like where it used to be like silence. I think we've like learned to communicate in those moments where we both retreat into our water. Like I mm. definitely have learned how to navigate his watery moments. And I don't know. If yeah. I think yeah. we, I think, I think you're right. Yeah. I think like in the beginning we would, cause water, you know, they, they don't talk so much. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like picturing silence. In the yeah. Home. So <laughs> they feel, they feel, and then they kind of like believe a story, you know, and make up a story <laughs> and they follow that story yes. like down, down, down. And I think that's what we did and we didn't really communicate and that really got us into a lot of trouble. And now, now I think we're better at being like, even if we don't want to talk, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, like I'm just in a vibe. Like it has nothing to do with you. Like I just need to like chill, you know? That's so um, important to honor that rhythm. That's to, so important. To vocalize. Yeah. Vocalize to vocalize it. things is really really it's probably one of the most important things i think in a relationship is just to be is learning how to communicate in a healthy way you know because you can say oh communication is the most important thing but 
you know, you, you can be communicating in not a good way where the other partner is not listening or heard or or the the listener takes everything personally exactly yeah which is very Mm. familiar story (laughs) for me (laughs) (laughs) so you have to learn you have to learn how to communicate in a good you know positive neutral loving way yeah it's most important so important, conscious communication. What are some of your tips for those who struggle with their partner in this conscious communication, especially for those that do create these narratives and stories in their mind that might not exactly be reality? I think for, I, I'm just speaking as like a watery woman, you know, like it's yeah. very easy for me. Like sometimes I feel like, especially in the past, I was like a psychic mop. And even in in the relationship I was taking on things that weren't mine. And obviously the relationship has held my feet to the fire to learn Mm -hmm. how to communicate in a healthy way um, in within my relationship and then with the world at large. Right. And I think like the major thing that I've taken away um, is like whole or like remaining seated in my fire which is just like my, it's another word for, I don't know, like my vibration or my energy while showing up for the other person. Because the moment you start to like lose your own energy or lose your center is the moment the story starts to become wrapped up in you as well. And I think we take so many things personally in a relationship, like something that Trevor's going through. If he's communicating it to me and I'm like always filtering it through like, well, how do I fit into this? Or how does this have to do with me? Then I'm not mm-hmm. like a safe and open and neutral space for him to be communicating that because it isn't all about you. And the no, pro- no, it is all about me. It is. Meaning about me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that like, um, like being that safe space for the partner, which is really just like holding your own vibration, holding your own energy, holding your own truth while showing up in an open and compassionate way for your partner. It, that that creates things from getting super sticky. Um, that I don't know. I feel like that's been the most helpful thing for me um, in our oh, communication no, journey. Again. What about you? Can you hear me? Wait, I can't hear you. Hold on. Oh, there we go. But um, I heard everything you said. It just went. It just. Uh, it just went off a second. But it's okay. I can hear you off. now. It took a breath. It, it took a breath. It took a breath. It, yeah. You just dropped some truth bombs, Emery. So yeah. Zencaster, how to breathe? And Emery. <laughs> Tribe, a short intermission for your own magic friends at Lola. And warning, um, you may want to cover your kids' ears. Dear Vagina, why in the world do people cringe and smirk a little when someone else utters your name? I think your name is as beautiful as a flower with all the gifts of beauty and love and life that you bring me. How in the world can I repay you? I mean, I do what I can. I I bathe you love you. I even eat organic food for you. Well, my belly too. But is there something more that I can do? You know, something more I can explore for you? Well, yes. (laughs) In fact, there is. Ladies, our flowers deserve to be nourished the right way. 
and we should always treat her with all natural everything. So I am happy to introduce you to Lola Feminine Products. No chemicals, no synthetics, no BS, and no mysterious fibers like most tampons, pads, and liners. So Lola is one of the highest quality period products made with organic cotton. And um, the best part, as each of us carry unique flowers, Lola offers a fully customizable period product subscription so you can pluck and choose from a range of products, a subscription that you can change, skip, and cancel at any time. And side note, if you've planted an IUD in yourself like me, and you don't need tampons at this time in the season of your life, Lola has these extremely soothing, all-natural cleansing, 100% bamboo wipes that leave your flower feeling so clean and fresh. And these wipes replenish your skin's natural moisture and help maintain a healthy pH balance down there. It's also gynecologist approved and hypoallergenic. So something to add to your subscription, whether you have an IUD or not. Just saying. So let's nourish our flowers the way she deserves with Lola. And Lola is gifting the Soul Tribe 40% off your order. (laughs) That's huge. 40% off. I think that's the largest one yet. So just visit mylola.com and enter promo code MAGIC at checkout to receive 40% off your order. That's mylola.com, M-Y-L-O-L-O-A.com. Promo code MAGIC. You, I know Emery, are also a fellow Saturn return friend. So I'm sure that Trevor has seen and witnessed a lot. And you guys are both, I'm only assuming, making assumptions, but experiencing together since you're in your Saturn return, this like really having to consciously communicate. But I'm also in the midst of mine right now. I, yeah, but I'm very aware of it and I do my best to be compassionate with myself, but it's it's yeah. been a roller coaster. So I'm curious, how are you journey, journey, or, I can't say the word, journeying, journeying, <laughs> journeying, journeying, journey. That's a hard word, journey. That's a hard word, journeying. <laughs> journeying through your Saturn return. God, I have no idea. <laughs> I think just like, I think I think the most like helpful thing for me has just like literally just been the awareness of this period of my life. Like knowing that I am in the Saturn return has like kind of lightened the blows, I think, that life is kind of like throwing at me in the past whatever year or so. Like if if I didn't know I was in my Saturn return, I feel like it'd be really easy to get lost in my own story of like, oh my God, like why does like life keep throwing this stuff at me? Or, like, can I get a break? But like, I've I entered into it thankfully with the blessing of like knowing people who are like masters of their craft in astrology, um, with the consciousness that like this is a period to like do the work, and it's made it like softer for me. Like I'm like okay, like this is showing up. Like how am I going to show up with it? And like what do I need to learn from this? Not like rather than like playing the victim, I think I'm like, okay, everything that's being put on my plate right now is like something to help me move forward in my journey. And 
um, there's so many like important lessons in the Saturn return. I mean, that's what it's all about. And we can, if we show up for them, I mean, Deborah, our like astrologer mom always says like, you walk out of your Saturn return almost unrecognizable if you really do the work because it's such a transformative period. Um, so I'm just like really like taking it as it comes, but with the knowledge that like, I mean, Trevor's album, The Fruitful Darkness was born of his Saturn return. And I can't think yes. of a better like phrase, but like it is the fruitful darkness. And when you know oh. that, you just like, you meet, you greet it differently. Like I honor it. I bow to it. And I like, I revere it for what it's teaching me. And um, it's definitely not easy, but thank God we have tools, you know, like astrology or like Dharma or whatever, or our own practice, however, whatever form that may come in to help us kind of like sit with these times, you know. Oh, I know. And aren't you just so thankful for Fruitful Darkness album at this Amen. time, especially? Yeah, now I got the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Trevor, I know that you're a very intuitive astrologer. It seems like you just know something just downloads through you when you start talking about astrology it's so amazing I've because I've heard you talk about it before on other podcasts and I'm like what how can he just like know this um and so I'm assuming that you might help Emery out a bit during her Saturn return journey so what advice if you have any given to Emery during her Saturn return journey um I don't know I mean I think that like or would you give her now (laughs) she's She's crushing it, to be honest. Like, I don't, I've just been like a spectator, you know? Um, I think like the thing with like Saturn return is like, you know, you don't have to do anything in your Saturn return. Like it's, it's gonna do what it needs to do, (laughs) you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, you don't need to like so much like get advice or, um, I don't know, like this and that. I'm sure you can get assistance and help and perspective, but I feel like the Saturn return is all about you as an individual pulling from your own being and not any external sources or, um, yeah, it's just kind of like it's going to happen no matter what. And whatever you need to learn, you're going to learn no matter what. So it's a very like, I feel it's a very like individual experience mm-hmm. or journey, you know, and, you know, like every, every, everybody's Saturn return is different because number one, everybody's Saturn is not in the same place, yeah. you know, in their chart, and yeah. in their chart, you know, and on top of that, you know, just because your Saturn may be in the same place, like if you're 28, your Saturn is in Capricorn, Capricorn yeah. But it could it could be in a different house, but it could be in the same house and the same sign, but it's still going to manifest differently for your own life, you know. So with Emery, it's just been kind of enjoyable to kind of uh, watch her journey, and I haven't really given her too much advice. I think I just have been mm-hmm. watching her. Um, watching it happen you know which is really cool and fun for me um <laughs> and and being that we are in a relationship you know our energy is shared you know so her yeah. saturn return is really taught 
me a lot about my own work. It's contagious. It's contagious. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, it's been really interesting in that respect to kind of see how it influences my own path and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Man, I need to I need to have Deborah come back on. <laughs> she yeah. She's the best. She's yes. the queen. So great. And since the present may be a bit too personal, but I'm just curious, what are some past challenges that you two had to overcome and you had to put your egos aside consciously and you pursued them together? If there's any defining moment where you just conquered some sort of past challenge together for anybody that's having a hard time with their relationship right now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which one do you which one do you want us to talk about (laughs) because there's a whole plethora of i love this Um, some people think that some you look at a relationship maybe on instagram and you scroll through and you just think oh it's so perfect and rainbows and butterflies and sunshine and i mean of course you two are a match made in heaven but Everybody goes through challenges. It doesn't challenges. mean it's easy. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean it's easy. So, I think that this year is um, our is year. probably the hardest year that we've ever had in our relationship. Mm. And um, I think that it's been, I'm not going to speak for both of us, but for me it's been the most eye-opening and um just yeah the biggest like learning experience I've had with with Emery and being in a relationship um I think that I don't know how to answer your question in a way that I guess I can only speak from my own experience yeah your own experience and heart yeah and I think that Everybody has a different problem or struggle, obviously, within their relationship. And um, there's a, you know, where that that thing can be um, their downfall, it can also be the thing that makes them invincible, you know, Mm. and strong and powerful. Mm. And... um, I think, uh, you know, there's a thing in a, a, I think Deb told us this one time, but there's like a thing called a matching wound, Mm. right? Where people come together and both of their wounds create this kind of matching wound. And that thing, that wound is the thing that they need to heal the wound or to, it's weird. It's like the other person's wound is kind of the thing that like heals the full wound. I think that, yeah, there's there that thing. Um, like I said, is it could be the you can either run away from that thing, and then you know down the road you're going to be screwed, or you can look into it and do the work. And I think um, we kind of. I think this past year, like our wound, our matching wound, we kind of both faced really like intensely. And um, it was very scary. It was very hard. Um, And, but we, we, we looked into it, you know, we did it. And um, 
it's a constant process. It's not, I don't think a, I don't think like a, a, a relationship or a marriage or whatever is like, Oh, I made it to that point where everything's we're, we're good. No, I think, I think it's, I think till the day you die, it's a practice. It's a practice. It's a sadhana, you know? And, um, yeah, I think that, I don't know, to answer your question, if, if other people are going through a tough time in their relationship, um, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like, oh man, we're having problems. It's a bad thing. I think that if you're having problems, it means that it's an opportunity to grow. And um, if you look at it that way um, and you have the commit that commitment, um, it doesn't matter what you're feeling or what the other partner is feeling if you have that commitment. And that's what I really learned this past year was the power of, of committing, the power of, because even if you're married or you're in a relationship or whatever, um, it doesn't mean you're fully committed, I think, in, in a weird way. Yeah, you no, know, you have weird. to find, you have to find uh, the commitment comes from a deep, deep place in your heart. And even if you even if you already had it, like, um, it's but you it's almost like you didn't even know you weren't like tapping into that. Um, it's 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 that thing I think is is the is probably one of the most important things because when you're committed and you know that your partner is a hundred percent committed. It doesn't matter what comes in your way, like the biggest fight or the biggest disagreement or whatever. It It's like, yeah, this freaking sucks, but I know we're both committed and we'll work it out, you know. Um, that and, and that commitment, you can't force upon your partner. Um, I can't force Emery to be committed to me and she can't force me to be committed to her. That commitment has to come from um, the individual, from the individual's own being, I believe. And um, it's, that's the hardest part is you kind of have to surrender. You have to really lay it down and really surrender and almost be willing to like to stand in your own truth almost it's like you're almost have to be willing to lose the relationship, the relationship in yeah. order to be in order for the relationship to be as strongest as it can be that's kind of the whole uh irony yeah it's the play it's the play of it you know so that's that's all I have to say. <laughs> you go. No, I'm done it's talking. Wow. Well said. Yeah. Both of my hands are on my head right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> I will yeah. definitely revisit this message in the future when my future partner and I go through some sort of <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And it's yeah. so true. No problems are also ever going to go away. And you at least 
you can either do it alone or you have this opportunity. I love that you said if you're having problems, it's an opportunity to grow. And you yeah. have this opportunity to grow together. Right. So right. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's How do you both it's so special. How do you both balance the love and the artistry focus when you're on tour or on or traveling? That's a very good That's question. That's a very good question, yeah. It's so has been such a journey for us. I think that we're still figuring it out. Even last night we were like we were like mapping out times of the day where we like don't talk about work because wow. I I work as Trevor's creative director and have for like six years and that's a huge part of my life. But I also have my own work as well. And if we're not conscious of it, a whole day can go by and we've only talked about like work and scheduling and Mm -hmm. it's, it leaves no room for the relationship and for fun and for laughter. Um, So we're consciously deciding to like carve out times of the day where we're just like not going to talk about work. And that's something where, yeah, we're just still figuring it out, but it's been such a journey for us because I think that like when I got together with Trevor, it was when he created chapter of the forest and we really like started our like artistic relationship together at that time as well. Like it was just this natural kind of creative flow that we've had from the beginning and still have. And it's so beautiful. And, um, for me, like in my individual journey in the relationship, I've had to learn how to like balance that and my passion for his art and helping like his art come through and in a more visual way because I'm a photographer. Um, And then also like honoring like my passion. And um, I've definitely, I feel like that's a huge part of my Saturn return is really stepping into um, my art, um, specifically in my passions. And remaining seated in your fire. Amen. (laughs) Like that is what it's all about. And I feel like the relationship is better for that. Um, It's definitely a healthier relationship since I've stepped into my fire and stepped into my artistry and given it as much love and attention as I have my work with Trevor. Um, We're better people for it. And I think our art is better for it. And um, the relationship is better for it. But it's a journey. It's a total journey. Like we're both artists and I feel like we always say that we're like speaking about the same thing or channeling the same passion just in different um, ways. Like he does it through music and I do it through writing and photography. Um, And I think that's where our artistry kind of merges and is seated in terms of being together and sharing the same message or the same passion. And that's been a really beautiful journey to go through together. It's definitely a like a huge part of our relationship is our art. It's everything kind of, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's why you're both forces. And Trevor, how about for you? Um, in, in respect to the same question, yeah. the balance yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what she said, you know, it's that um, it's interesting. Like before I met Emery, um, it was very hard for me to – convey to to people or different other other people I was working with you know what I see um visually kind of sonically and um I didn't have a person that uh, that I, I felt like understood me and that was very frustrating 
as an artist. And um, when Emery came along, um, I, I felt like I, I didn't have to, not only did she, I, I feel like see me, but I felt like I didn't even have to explain it to her. You know, I felt like she just knew. She just felt my vibration or what I wanted to do. And, and that was really powerful. And I felt like her kind of coming in and I felt like a lot of my art and music and projects, like they just became that much more focused, um, which was like a really big blessing, you know, for me. And I hopefully do that for her. Um, But I think also with that, you know, there, there is those times when, you become so caught up in the projects and the work and the scheduling that you, yeah, you're like, oh man, like, where are we? You know, Mm -hmm. like you and I, you know, and um, it's, yeah, it's something that we constantly have to balance and we constantly have to come up with new ways and ideas of making sure that, you know, because as while she assists me so much, you know, she's my other arm, you know, pretty much in all this. I also don't want her to neglect her own projects, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was really important to me and it's important to us. And where that's happened sometimes in the past, you know, because she loves me so much. <laughs> She will just, you know, put everything in her life on hold and work on all my stuff. And then before we know it, it's like, oh, man, like your projects aren't being seen. Like we need to pause and find the balance, you know. And um, and it's just, yeah, it's just, it's important. It's just, again, a constant, constant practice. You know, there's this beautiful, like, Khalil Gibran mm. um quote that he writes about marriage Mm. and he says something like you can help me out but like two trees they where they grow together but one tree is not in the shade you know of another tree yeah the Um, other tree does not grow in the shade of the other yeah you know it's important that um we grow together but we also grow independently Mm. and it's kind of the, again, the balance, um, which I think is a lifelong practice. So true. Constant practice. There's the dharma of like the relationship and then there's like your individual dharma. And I feel like when we compromise our individual dharmas, the relationship suffers. And vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah. So it's it's really, it's a balance, right? It's so, yeah. it's so interesting. Wow, that is trying to find that balance and honor your own flow and each other's flow, but you too are, you're learning, but you are so aware and you're conscious, you're self-aware and you're relationship aware that you, I I just have no doubt you will always be fine. You will always be. (laughs) May it be so. May it be so. May it be so. I have something for you. If you haven't already taken advantage of Skillshare yet, I don't know what you're doing. It's just two months for 99 cents. 
So I challenge you for the next two months to dive in and learn something new and expand your knowledge and skill sets in many creative business and other lifestyle endeavors. Me, I am taking courses in entrepreneurship and actually productivity now because sometimes I can be a little floaty and I just, I want to be able to have a good system to expand and leverage your own magic. So for those of us that love business, it's for you. For those of us that are very creative, this is for you. For those of us interested in culinary and health and fitness and so much more, this is for you. Skillshare is seriously so fitting for your own magic as they can really help us unleash our own magic and nourish our own skills by deepening ones that exist or learning new skills that have been hidden within from creative writing masterclasses, photography, so we can take insta-worthy pictures of our friends or the travels that we see, and even entrepreneurship courses. They have over 20,000 courses to choose from for just shy of a dollar for two months. Seriously, this is such a steal. So just go to skillshare.com forward slash magic. And of course, make sure you follow the link to get that deal. Again, it's skillshare.com forward slash magic to start your two months today. That's skillshare.com forward slash magic. Emery, one thing I want the listeners, I want the listeners to look at your photography. I mm. am so amazed. You're so talented. So Thank talented. You. And I know a lot of the Your Own Magic listeners, a lot of them are so interested in photography and they're aspiring photographers and especially travel photographers themselves. So I'm just curious, what are some things that an aspiring photographer may do in order to, you know, stand out in this vast ocean of many photographers these days, especially in this age mm. of Instagram, like what, how can they make their presence known? Oh gosh, that's a hard one. I, I feel like yeah. I'm still figuring it out. You know, um, I just, I always tell people like photographers and um, people who approach me that like, you just have to keep shooting. Like, literally just keep shooting. I had no plan to be a photographer. Like it was just always a natural outlet for me in high school. I, I would like skip class and stay in the dark room and develop film. And I just like literally didn't think anything of it. And, um, I just started traveling the world and, and I naturally just brought a camera without any thought of like where those photos were going to go. And I think that's been one of the most beautiful things is like, I'm about to have a uh, exhibit, like a gallery opening in November here in Boulder. And um, some of those photos I took when I was like 19, 20 years old. I'm 28 now. And I had no idea what I was taking them for. And I just kept shooting and kept putting it out there. And, and a lot of those photos are going into a book that I'm working on right now on Nepal. And it's so amazing wow. to see it come full circle and to see these photographs that have lived on my computer for eight years, like being blown up or being put in a book. And it's just, I just kept going and I'm going to keep going because it's just, again, it's my, it's my Dharma. And I know that for sure. And I'm comfortable owning that now. So yeah, oh, it's really amazing. Just You're creating doing it. Yes, creating something that the world definitely needs to hear from you, especially your Nepal experience. What is your book about? 
It's um, it's called Stories from a Mountain Kingdom, um, and it's I love that name. just I love that name. I know I love it too. <laughs> um, it's like it's so before I before I became a photographer, I actually went to school to be a writer, and I feel like that is where like um the magic happens for me is when I can write um kind of the stories behind the photos, and I did a um I did an exhibit in. Um, at Wanderlust in Hollywood, California, called Stories from a Mountain Kingdom. And it was just pieces, like big prints from my photographs of Nepal, and then also a booklet with like the stories behind them. And then that's where the idea was born to make pretty much turn that kind of idea, the photos and the stories into a book. And um, that was why I was in Nepal last month. Um, I was just gathering the final content um, before I actually sit down and write the book. And it's basically just an ode to Nepal um, and what it's given me. It's a little bit of my personal journey, which has been really healing and beautiful to sit down and kind of write. But it's also just stories that have no aim other than to just like share how they touched me and how these people in this place and this landscape has totally transformed the person that I am. And my like greatest life lessons have come from that country and from those people. And I feel like storytelling, Trevor and I are both passionate about storytelling as a way to kind of like preserve culture and celebrate culture. And if I can just share stories that have inspired me or touched me and hopefully inspire and touch other people um, and really like give it back to Nepal, like really like honor that, that place and the wisdom of that land. Um, that's just like all I hope to do with the book. So um, it's, I feel like I've been writing it my whole life and it's just kind of finally coming wow. into fruition right on time with my Saturn return. Wow. What? Yeah. Beautiful timing, beautiful cosmic yeah. timing. I'm so happy for you and I can't wait Thank to read you. it. Me too. <laughs> and also Trevor, I just have to tell you, I love a reminder. I love, love, love a reminder. The new release you did with East Forest. And didn't yeah. you write that in Nepal? I wrote it. Um, I think I gosh. read that somewhere. I'm not Oops. sure. No, I think I wrote it in, uh, <laughs> where did I write it? Is there a story um, behind that song? Well, this this song is, is kind of about my first um, day in India ever <laughs> when I first oh. went. And, um, you know, it says like, help me recall that first morning, you know, sunlight adorning cracks on the floor, you know, it's recalling, it's recalling my first morning of waking up in India and watching the sunrise and feeling this feeling like uh, some, this is so weird. Like, I feel like I've been here before, you know, and taking the car up into the mountains and seeing the cows in the street and, um, it just yeah. kind of being like, you know, find your center, you know, and, and, and then leaving, um, you know, and being back in the States or wherever and kind of always recalling that feeling of home or that feeling of the heart. And, and, um, and because, you know, we forget, you know, it's that play of hide and seek, you know, yeah. and it doesn't have to be India, you know, for people, it can be whatever, that moment is um, in their lives when they felt most at home and holding that 
that vibration in themselves, you know, all the time. Um, whatever, whatever experience it is that brings them to their true self, you know, um, it's about that great remembering, you know, and um, for me, it was, yeah, that, that first day in India and all the things I saw and all the things I felt, you know. Um, so that's kind of what the song is about, but we did the song and it was, it was just, yeah, it was just so, I loved it so much and was so happy with it. And then East Forest, said, you know, I want to do a remix for remix. you. That's the one I've been listening and, to a lot. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, which song do you want to, you know, which song do you want me to do? And I said, you, sh- you could do any song you want. I don't care. Just like, you know, pick which one speaks to you. And that's the one he chose. I'm so glad he did because, I mean, the, I love the remix. I, it, yeah. it, it's just a, a whole different uh it deepened my own journey, you know, with the song and with the experience hearing his remix. So, wow. um, yeah, it's been, it's, it's really cool that he did that. Yeah. Wow. I love that yeah. song. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's far in the east where your heart is at peace when you enter. My love is just a reminder, find your center. My love is just a reminder, find your center. My love is just a reminder. Oh, respect. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have a little more time for a few more questions and a rapid fire round? Yeah. Okay. Well, before rapid fire, I'm just curious. Trevor, what's one lesson that comes to mind? Just one. One lesson that comes to mind of love and life that Emery has taught you. Oh God. I know. One? <laughs> I know there's many. Um, I think to I think to learn how to have fun. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, that's that's definitely one of the biggest, I think, lessons. I believe it, Emery. I can just feel you are such a bright presence. Not all the time, but it seems, you know, for the majority of the time. I'm no, just kidding. Um, yeah, that's probably probably one of the main main ones. That's awesome. Yeah. And Emery, one lesson that comes to mind of, of life and love that Trevor has taught you. This better be good. Oh God. No pressure. No pressure. Um I think like uh, like being seated or centering your life around like the spirit of service. Like Trevor, when I watch him, he's always in service of his art or of others or um, of, yeah, spirit, like of your practice. Like you've really mm-hmm. helped me deepen my own practice and really like create that as a centerpiece of my life as well. Yours was better than mine. Wait, it was? Yeah, shoot. <laughs> is it okay? That was a good one. That's a gift. Thanks. That truly yeah, is such a gift. Really is a good thing too. Yeah, that's yeah. good. The They're both great. And Trevor, what songs yeah. of yours are about Emery? 
Um, all of them. Um, you better answer <laughs> this one right. <laughs> um, what songs are about Emery? Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, hold on. She has such think. a great name. You just need a song title, Emery. That's a, that's a, an album worthy yeah. name. Well, there's a lot of songs that I haven't so much released that are about, that's you true. know. You know, that only she has heard. Yeah. <laughs> in the vault. That's the beautiful. Vault. That's um, sacred. But um, what is it? My Heart, Your Heart. Oh, yeah. My, on the new album, My Heart, Your Heart is specifically mm, yes. about her. Um, Back to You. Um, Green Mountain State is also about her um, and our time when we were getting engaged. And, are you like, really. Serious? Yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget it. I was cooking dinner in our house, my family's house in Vermont, and he was like off in the den with his guitar, and he was like, "Hey, babe, like the song just came through," and he like played it for me as I was cooking, and it was Green Mountain State. And then I never thought that that song would like go. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I totally. I remember it perfectly, actually. That was the first song I heard of yours. Really? Oh, Oh, that's cool. That's that's one that that's about us and her being together um Allie and I would just serenade it and blast it and scream (laughs) (laughs) driving through Hawaii yeah yeah that there's a those are the I think official ones ones. yeah Yeah. official ones yeah and then Emery what's your favorite Trevor song oh my god that's such a hard question (laughs) um I'm not giving you guys easy questions this no, I love it. Um, I think I know I, this answer. Wait, do you? Yeah. What is it? No, you gotta no, you say, it. say it. <laughs> you say it. No, no, no. I honestly feel like it's flowers. I knew that. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> so it's unreleased, and he wrote it really recently. Yeah. Well, semi recently. And I went to Cuba, and I literally did not stop playing it. And I think it's my favorite song. It's not released. Yeah, it's it's so new. good. Like the demo, like you can't even touch that demo. I was about to say, I don't know that one. <laughs> it, yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's on, it, I think it is my favorite. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. I, I didn't, yeah, nobody knows it, but. That, I mean. That's good. I it builds the suspense. Yes, yeah, so someday it'll be released. My favorite is Obsidian. Oh, oh nice. man, yeah. Good I can't one. tell you how many moments I've had out in nature with that song. How many moments? And they've been intense with that song. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then right before the interview, of course, I danced to Moon and Sun. Yay. Uh, yeah, I, love, I love that one. I love that one. It's so fun. Yeah. All right. Quick rapid fire. Y'all ready? Oh, I love it. Okay, buckle up. Morning or night person? Whoever wants to start. Night. I like love morning more than anything, but I never actually am up for it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you it's interesting when people are in relationships, it seems like they kind of go with each other's rhythms. Yeah, I mean we're both night owls for sure, but like when I can get up for a sunrise, I appreciate it. Like the same way, but I have to say night person. Yeah, we're my best ideas come at night. Interesting. And dog or cat person? Dog. dog, yeah. Do you guys have a dog? No, no. we just it, we we, it would much. be a we travel. Yeah, too much. I can't even take care of my succulents. They all die because <laughs> I go away for too long. I don't know about oh. a dog. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Get the fake succulents that work. I know, right? I'm going to have to do that. Uh, strawberry, chocolate, vanilla, or Neapolitan? Chocolate. Chocolate. All the all way. Right. Yeah. You both are in sync. This is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> Favorite city in the world? Kathmandu. Of course. Um, favorite city? I think. Was, yeah. That's so hard. To that's hard. That's, that's hard. And Allahabad, I would say. Um, One, two, three, go. Gosh, I don't know. I was thinking like Calcutta mm. or... Um, uh, Kathmandu, I would say. I wow. love Kathmandu. Whenever I think yeah. of Kathmandu, I've never been there, but my dad, he's obsessed with Cat Stevens. Are you oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obsessed. Yeah, that- and so I grew up just listening to that song on a repeat. Oh my yeah. god, we were walking through the market where he wrote it. It's called yeah. Last Untold wow. on this last trip. And I was like, wow, I could really see him like sitting in the back of like It's one of it my favorite like, places in Kathmandu, Last Untold. It's so vibey. Yeah. It's the local market. It's super local and just like incense and jewelry and yeah. pots and pans and it's temples and smoke. It's so amazing. That's so amazing. Whoa. Wait, I never asked. How long have you guys been together? We've been married for five years. As of July. Yeah, As of years. July. Happy anniversary. And Two months thank later. Thank you. <laughs> and then we've, six, six years, years we've been yeah. together. Yeah. Wow. You just knew. I love those instant, like, yeah, marriages. Yeah. We just wasted no time. No yeah. I was 23 when we got married and he was wow. probably 26. I was 27. Myself? 27, I think. 2013. Yeah. 27, yeah. 27, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Spirit animal. Actually, no. You know what? I want you to answer each other's spirit animal. Um, I think that Emery's spirit animal, I don't think she knows it. Oh, God. <laughs> but I think her spirit animal is the wolf. Really? Wow. Yeah. I think you're a wolf. Fierce. Yeah. For someone that doesn't have fire in her sign. I love that. Yeah, I think she's... I've had wolf dreams my whole life. Yeah, you've had dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. Have you read Women Who Run With the Wolves? I was just about to ask you that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I think that's like a strong animal totem for you. And you don't... Yeah, it's almost like you don't even know. Yeah. Wow. What do you think about this? I mean, I, I think you are an elk. I really do. Like... The elk, yeah. yeah. Nako named him that, and but Nako does have a gift with like naming spirit animals. I think. Yeah. And I see you like, like roaming the forest of Pashupak. <laughs> like I really like see that. They're and they're so real. That's, that's great. Yeah, I do. I love the oh, deer no, and the elk. Again. Like, it's definitely yeah. Maybe a lion too. You have a little lion in you. <laughs> <laughs> Book you're currently reading, if any. I'm reading, oh my God, 1Q84, which is a Haruki Murakami book. Do you know Haruki Murakami? No. Oh, oh my God. Oh man, we're about to blow, blow your, your world mind. up. Oh, oh my God. God. Your okay. whole life is going to change. <laughs> it's going to change. Haruki Murakami, he's a Japanese writer. He's pretty much the most, well, I think he's like one of the most famous Japanese writers yeah. of all time. Yeah. Um, he's still living. He's still living. His books are like, I mean, you, there's no category to put them in. And I, like, gave it to Trevor, and then Trevor passed it on to, like, his band. And Brian, Trevor's bass player, 
has read every now single. every single thing he's ever written and went to Japan to go and like visit places from the books. That's oh how much gosh. it like captured him. So Whoa. there, I just can't even recommend it enough. It's a whole, it's like you dream say, world mixing with reality. It's But you got to say, you got to tell her because he has so many. He has so many. I think the first one, if you were going to read one, Cop- Hard Boiled Wonderland. Oh, or oh yeah, that's so true. He's one called Hard Boiled Wonderland and the End of the World. Hard Boiled that's- Wonderland. All right, I'm in oh, the end yeah. of the world. You pick that up. You will, and that then like one. call me after. Okay, yeah, that one I'm is doing this. Oh yeah. yes, I needed a new book recommendation. All right, is that oh, all your answer? Yeah, uh, no, right now I'm reading a book called The Master as I Saw Him, um, which is by this woman named Sister Nivedita, who was. Um, it's her own. It's her own kind of book about uh, her guru. Swami Vivekananda, and she was a European lady that um, that met Swami Vivekananda, who's one of the most famous monks of India, really, um, in the early 1900s. And she moved to India and, and kind of lived with him, not lived with him, but lived there and, and started a school in Calcutta and was a very influential person in Calcutta and it's just kind of her memories of her master and um, her time with him really. Ooh, I like the sound of this too. I love reading older memories from that era yeah. and especially the Yeah, it's really journey. interesting. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting because her, her language is so like old English. I like love it's, it. you have to kind of like put your head like in that, <laughs> in that vibe, but yeah, it's really good. I'm almost done with it. That's amazing. Do you two watch any TV shows or movies together? Oh, oh yeah. God, we are like we crush. We are bingers. Yes, <laughs> I love the sound we of that. Bingers. Oh, yeah. No. Sorry. Let's oh, you're. Is that your future husband or? <laughs> uh, not even. Not even in my phone right now. <laughs> I don't have his number yet. Um, um, oh yeah. So, what TV shows are you binging right now? We're we're well. I've seen it, yeah, and know. I'm rewatching it. And I hooked Emery on it. Is the West Wing? That's my which is an old. <laughs> Yo, that show is really so good. good. <laughs> it is so good. It's 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 nice because like um it's not really like harmful, you know, to your consciousness. Like really? some That's shows why you I get... don't watch it. I'm like afraid it will be. Yeah, but the you know, no, sometimes oh you God, get done so and with a show and it's like really in your head, you know? Like mm-hmm. it, it's like if you're watching like The Handmaid's Tale, yeah, that gets like there. you go to bed like thinking about crazy yeah, shit. Yeah, I can't. You know, so it's nice in that way, but it's just really like we've been on kind of like a '90s kick. We've like, been like we've been... watching old rom coms from like the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, or like or the '90s, and it's like, man, the '90s were so good. So there good. Were so many, yeah, so good. Oh my god, I can't even tell you how many. We, there's so many good ones. I am so proud to be a 90s baby. Me too. Like, so proud. Born 1990. Were you also born 1990, Emery? Yeah, right? I was. Yes. I was. Wonderful. Nice. 
90 babies. Yeah. <laughs> what did you both want to be when you grew up when you were a child? Speaking of babies. I wanted to be a professional <laughs> figure skater. <laughs> 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 it's like, like Michelle Kahn. I love it. Oh, oh, no, no. She was like, I literally went when I was in sixth grade. I went and lived in California for six weeks on my own at the Olympic Training Center where Michelle Kwan trained. Wow. I kid you not. Wow. My manager is like, she's like, this is the most off-brand thing I've ever heard about you, but it's okay. We're going to roll with it. No, I like, I loved it. But do you know what's so interesting is since I started studying astrology, I realized that like the ice it sounds really crazy, but like that was my flow. Like that was my water. That was me finding my kind of like water. And I was in a total flow state. Like obviously you're moving on water and it was a time for me to get quiet. And I would often be like alone in the rink with my coach. And that was like, that was my heaven. It was so funny. I, it's so funny how you get perspective. I just thought it was like the weird, like my weird, like quirky thing about me. And then I realized like, no, like, I was always seeking that space or that flow state, even without my being conscious of it. Wow. It's amazing, those reflections. Yeah. Trevor, I'm so curious what you wanted to be when you grew up. It's such a weird question. I was like so consumed with that question as a little boy. Really? Like every day I would change. Yeah. Every day I would change like what I wanted to be. Like I want to be like a like martial artist or I want next day I wanted to be a fireman. The next day I wanted to be like, it was so weird. I was so consumed with that, but I never, <laughs> I never wanted to be a musician. A musician. Whoa. It just, that just did not did you dip your come toes up for me. In music at all? Play you a little piano? Oh yeah. I was like so musical, but for some reason I never thought like, that's like what I was going to do. Wow. It was weird. When was you know? the shift? How old were you when you realized, oh, I should probably um, do it hasn't ha- It hasn't <laughs> it happened hasn't yet. Happened. I still don't know. It. I just, I don't know if this is what I want to do. Um, <laughs> so you still don't know what you want to be when you grow up. It's weird, really. Like I, there wasn't really like a shift. It sounds so strange, but like I was never... I don't know. There was always this weird kind of, um, God, like separation or, um, like two people almost. Yeah. Like two people. Like I, I didn't, I didn't even, yeah, there was never a time. Like even when I got signed, like in high school, like with a record deal, it was just kind of like, Oh, like this is cool. Like I'm, I'm doing this. Wow. But it was it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna be a musician. Right. I wanna be a musician. Wow. It, it just explode. kind of was Yeah, it was it's strange. Very strange. Destined. It was supposed to happen. Yeah. I guess so. That's so interesting. Define love. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> um <sighs> that's hard. I know. Do you have anything? I think like love is just. It's it. It's. I I almost want to say like. Like um. 
like absence of self. Oh, mm-hmm. wow, I love that. I have chills. You know, like there's, yeah, that's probably what I would like say. Like small s self. Yes. Yeah, yeah, small like s. your absence of self. I totally agree. It's like, it's everything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. No ego. No ego. The universe yeah. gave yeah. you both free billboards to share one message across the main highways in major cities all around the world for everyone to read what would these billboards read uh, love all serve all that was the same way yeah what was that yeah she said love all serve all that's it i was gonna say like feed people yeah. serve people love same all, serve thing. All, feed everyone love all serve all i love that yeah simple and one last question that we ask all the your own magic guests and i don't remember what you said last time trevor but so you're gonna answer again i don't either (laughs) (laughs) how would you advise the your own magic listeners to create their own magic Mm. Yeah, I don't know what I said last time. I think I would say, you know, getting out of your way. Yeah. Pretty much. Mm. Just doing whatever it is to get you out of your own way. Um, that's, that's probably my answer. That's the only way we can you. tap into our magic is removing yeah. those blocks. Yeah, I think I, the word listen came to me like listen like right in quietude is where i think all the answers lie and and when we're truly listening in like the deepest sense i think all the magic that is meant to come through us is become so clear and seen and, and it's in the noise of our daily lives i think that we get out of our own magic and when we stop listening to ourselves, to our hearts, to our intuition, to our inner knowing, mm-hmm. that's when the magic kind of gets covered up. So, yeah, I think it's just get out of your own way and listen. They go together. Wow, I love that. I love that. Oh, you both seriously gave me so many chills, and my right ear was ringing many times throughout this, which is a great sign of so much truth. <laughs> so. <laughs> Wonderful. I think the right ear is uh, actually lies. I think. I think no, no, left ear is lies, isn't it? <laughs> I, don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but well, it was the right ear, so maybe because we're lying the whole time. I don't know. But, <laughs> um, oh, I need to tell you that I intend on getting a tattoo that somewhere that says "You can't rush your healing." Hey, oh, man. I, I, can't, that I that can't tell you how many times I needed to listen to that song this summer. Oh, oh, thank man. you so much. It's no, that's the, it's the same for me. Thank you so much for creating yeah. that song and all your songs and music and all of both of your magic. So, where can everyone find you on the webs? Um, it, my I have, my website's trevorhallmusic.com. My Instagram's trevorhallmusic, and my Facebook's Trevor Hall. Yeah, and then. Emery's is emeryhall.com. Yeah. 
Instagram is Emery Hall. Yeah. Facebook is Emery Hall Photography. That's it. Oh, how cute. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. He knows. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was nervous there. If I messed up, <laughs> I it would have been a different kind of day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, you both are so amazing. This was, I'm on such a high right now. I had fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Let us, let us know when, uh, when it all comes out. Oh, absolutely. Of course. I'll message okay. you. I'll send you guys the link. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Yeah. Good to talk with you. Gemma, Gemma. Gemma, Gemma. It has me thank you so much so so much for lending your ear i i hope something in this spoke to your soul and will you please please say hello in the your own magic facebook group to all of the soul tribers and if you if you like this podcast i would so love to read your review and of course i'll gift you a free guided meditation from your own magic.life which by the way has many meditations, meditative imaginings, journal questions, magic monthly challenges, and just other spiritual tools for your soul. More on yourownmagic.life when you join the Soul Tribe exclusive site for $4.44 per month. I'm just thankful for us spiritualists to gather together and have a safe space to help us tap into our own magic. Anyways, I love you all so much. Thank you for listening and have a magical day.